The Messenger's radio show is going to be exploring the fruits of the Spirit. This first episode is about love and joy. Hello, everybody. This is Marcus. And Trisha. And we are... The Messengers. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We've got an exciting series we're fixing to start today. We are going to be studying the fruits of the Spirit. And today we are going to do love and joy. In Galatians 5, 21 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Joyce Meyer says that she thinks the fruits have to be in the order they are because you cannot have the next without the one ahead of it. I think that's true. We will look further into that, but let's start with the first. Love. So first love, right? (laughs) Yeah, Then comes marriage. (laughs) (laughs) So we searched uh, in the love a few episodes ago. So let's recap very quickly, all right? So John 3.16 says this. I'm sure that everybody knows this. (sighs) For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, almost everyone, believer or not, they know this verse. But we believe real love came from the beginning. The very beginning. The very beginning. And if we look at the very beginning, we look at Genesis 1-1. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was love. And when Jesus died on the cross that day, he showed us the ultimate act of love. He laid down his own life willfully. Even out of joy, the Bible says, to show us a pattern for us to live by. God shows us what real love is in Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we wonder, if God loves us so much, how can we show our love to him? In John 14, 15, Jesus tells us, If you love me, you will obey my command. That's pretty simple, but it's very important for us to do. So you will experience peace, joy, and true happiness when you invite him into your heart. Absolutely. So that kind of wraps up our love. Yeah, anything else you want to hear, we have two series, two episodes on them um, from a couple months ago. Just love the beginning and love the choice is yours. Right. If you haven't been to our website, that's a great time to go. Go to www.themessengersradio.com. You can click on the Episodes tab, and that's where all of our episodes are. Real easy. Just click on the one you want to hear, and there it is. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, so let's go on to joy. The next fruit after love is joy. This is my favorite fruit. I love joy. (laughs) As we mentioned before, we believe you can't have true joy without the love of God. Joy is mentioned over 240 times in the Bible, and that's not even mentioning the other times it's alluded to. Right. Like rejoice and all those other things. So (laughs) Anyway, Psalms is loaded with verse about joy. For example, the scriptures often relate to singing, as in Psalm 511. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. 
Psalms 28.7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my song I praise him. And in Psalm 65.8, The whole earth is filled with awe at, the wonder, at your wonders. Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. I love that. That's just a beautiful verse. Yeah. (gasps) I was just a while ago in one of my journals that I was writing, God was showing me how he shows us love in the sunsets and the sunrises. Every, you know, I was thinking how beautiful they are. And he's just said, that's a whisper of my love to you. It's beautiful. So when I heard that voice, I just thought of, of that where morning dawns, where evening fades. So let's go on. Psalm 71, 23. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have delivered. It also mentions joy when we trust in God and in his presence. So let's look at Psalms 86, verse 4. Bring joy to your servant, Lord, for I put my trust in you. Amen. Psalm 16, 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. You know, when we're in God's presence, we should be shouting for joy. That's right. That's amazing. (laughs) He loves us so much and he only wants us to have joy. The dictionary definition of joy lists such things as the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. Okay, we know that God is someone special and has done exceptional things for the whole world. That's absolutely right. And yet another definition is a source or cause of keen pleasure or delight. Something or someone greatly valued or appreciated. So obviously God is someone greatly valued and appreciated. (laughs) Obviously, (laughs) yes. We believe that joy is a state of being, not just a feeling. You may feel happy at external things, but to really have complete joy, you must have God in your life. God gives complete joy. He is the source of our true joy. If we look at John 15, 11, Jesus himself tells us this. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Yeah. He was telling his disciples about his love for them. He says in verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. He was telling them about his love so their joy could be made complete. Love then joy. Right. (laughs) We know he loves us, so now we can be filled with joy. Jesus was trying to explain about joy and sorrows to his disciples in John 16, 22. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. He was trying to comfort them, knowing they would initially be sad when he died, but eventually they would have joy, and no one could take it from them. You know, that's true with most things. Right. People so often blame the devil for taking something from them, and he does, but only if we let him. We usually give it to him by not standing on the word and using our authority. No one can take away your joy, 
but Satan will gladly receive it from you when you let him. If we give up our joy, we let Satan win. Later on, Jesus went on to say in John 16, 24, Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. So he was trying to convey that we can ask for anything in his name and we will receive it. We have covered this subject many times before, but it boils down to this. Mm -hmm. When you are in God's will and you are asking with pure motives, whatever you ask will be done. And it may not be done in your timing, That's right. <laughs> but his timing is always perfect. Always. And sometimes the things we ask for are not beneficial to us. So what may seem like an unanswered prayer may be a gift. That's right. You have to think about it from different points of view. Yeah. But he longs to give us the desires of our hearts. Because when we're in him, in his will, we will know true joy. Another true act of joy is something God has given us, the Holy Spirit. When you ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life and lead and guide you, True joy is made complete. In Acts 13, we see in verse 52, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And again, if we look in Romans 14 and Romans 15, mm -hmm. we'll look at Romans 14 and 17 first. It says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And if we look at Romans 15, 13, it says this, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you know, I like Paul and James both mention joy in trials. Yeah. We don't always see that, but it's true. We're going to have trials of many kinds, the Bible says. But they gave the hope that we need to hear in those times. Romans 12, 12. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. That's something that's very encouraging. When you're going through something, read that verse. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. James says in James 1, 2-3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Paul urges the Philippians in uh, Philippians 2.2, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. This is something that is especially big on my heart is being one, the unity in the church. Right. So Paul is telling the Philippians, we must be like-minded. That is something that is throughout the Bible. When we are one, there is no stopping us. So when we unite, nothing can stop us. We need to unite and share our joy with others, believers and non-believers. Non-believers especially because they don't have the joy that this world, the joy this world offers is a joy that is just empty. Yeah. You know, and it's not really a, a true joy. Right. It's just yeah. a feeling and it fades. But joy is a way of being that comes with strong feelings. You may feel joy, like we said about the world, mm -hmm. but 
True joy is to have God. Joy is complete in God. Joy comes with the Holy Spirit. We have joy when we're in God's presence. Yay! (laughs) It gives God great joy to see his children loving others the way he loves us. Love may be the first fruit, but joy successfully follows it up. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, we'll leave you with one of my favorite verses. Feel Paul's exhortation of joy in Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice! (laughs) And I know you can't see her face when she says that, but she just lightens up when she does. (laughs) I love it. I love it. All right. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are the fruits of the Spirit that are generously given to us by by God's Holy Spirit. Yep. Love is the first, and joy follows closely. In order to have joy, you must have love in God. And we'll learn about each fruit in the next few sessions. We love you guys. And next time we'll look into the third fruit, peace. And peace is a great fruit too. It is. Not a grape fruit, but a great That's fruit. That's right. <laughs> grape fruit, those are kind of sour. <laughs> Never really liked those. <sighs> Well, at the end of every episode, we always like to give you a choice. Uh, If you may be listening to this and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, maybe it's something we said, maybe it's something somebody said to you and it just finally clicked. Yeah. But choosing to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior is the most important decision that you will ever make in your entire life for eternity. Yes. I can't express how much, how important it is. Mm -mm. God's Word promises us this in Romans 10 verses 9 through 10, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you skip on down a couple verses to Romans 10, verses 13, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. By His grace, God has already done everything to provide salvation. Your part is simply to do two things. You just need to believe and you need to receive. It's a free thing. Yeah, you don't have to an pay anything. Gift. You don't have to do anything special. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. So the very moment that you commit your life to Jesus Christ, the truth of His Word instantly comes to pass in your spirit. So I want you to pray this out loud if you're ready to do that. Say this, Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And by faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. Now that you're born again, that means that there's a brand new you. Yeah. And I want you guys, if you've, if you've pr- prayed this out loud, if you've, if you've meant this from your heart, if you really meant it, I want you to contact us because we want to help you continue to grow because it's going to be easy for you after making the decision for the devil to come in through and say, hey, you know what? Try to convince you that you that what you just said doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. that what you just said wasn't real, what it wasn't true, but it was, I guarantee you. It was. So we want to make sure that you continue to grow. If you need a Bible, we'll send you a Bible. If you need other things, we will help you in any way. Any way we can. So go to themessengersradio.com, click on contact, 
and you can either contact us through our either one of our emails on there or you can fill the form out and it'll go to both Tricia and myself. So we look forward to hearing from you and until next episode, God bless you. We love you. Bye. You've been listening to the Messengers Radio Program.